to eighth grade, you are dismissed. Watch this mass exodus. It's awesome. Those kids have a great time. Guys, I'm going to pray one more time. I got the opportunity to eat lunch with Ira this week. And there's a few times in life where you get to do something, and, and I really should be taking more advantage while he's here to eat lunch with him. But it, it was a real blessing. Sorry. Thank you for the help. It was a real blessing just getting to sit and just be around him. And, and guys, this is a real blessing that we have uh, here with us. We got him for at least two more weeks and then again on Easter. Um, so as I pray for him, let's just give God praise, if you would, for giving us this blessing. Father, I pray that you anoint this man in the name of Jesus. God, allow him to get out of the way completely, and God, have your way through him. And we love you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. I'm so glad that you're here today. Last weekend was a tough one for me. I set my alarm clock last weekend for last Sunday morning for 6 o'clock, which was 5 o'clock the old time, and it was 15 degrees outside, and it just, it just didn't help my Florida bones any, uh, but a lot of you were here uh, with us last week, and uh, so many of you here today, and I, I appreciate that. Um, at the table, we're, we are back in Psalm 23, and Lord willing, we'll finish this up next week. Uh, but today, verse uh, 5 of that, I have been flying out. Um, I've been needing to be at the airport at 12 o'clock Sundays uh, after I leave here. Uh, but today, my flight got canceled. So normally I'm in a hurry. But today, my flight got canceled, and I'm not flying out till tomorrow. So I've got plenty of time. I am not in a hurry. So if you are, you might, you might just send up a prayer about that matter. <laughs> at the table. We believe King David wrote this at, toward the end of his life. He was looking back at his life and he was seeing what God had done. You know, and he was looking back and he was seeing the goodness and the faithfulness of God and all that God had done through all of those years of delivering him and, and helping him. So he's, you know, looking back as he's writing this thing. And, and last week we talked about verse 4 and, and how we're, you know, we're going along in our journey in life and we come to valleys, to hard times, to dark times. And it represents that, you know, uh, the valley of the shadow of death or shadow of deep darkness. And so we're going through these times in our lives, and it's difficult, and, and it's dark, and it's painful, and we struggle to get through, these, get through these valleys. But we also discovered in verse 4, as David said, you are with me. He was 
talking about the Lord, but when he gets in the valley, he starts talking to the Lord. Lord, you are with me. So we, so we saw that as we go through the valley, as we go through hard times in our lives, struggles, difficulties in our lives, as we go through those, the Lord is with us. He's with us through all of that, and he comforts us because we know that God has the ability to meet our needs and to take care of us no matter what is happening. So we're in the valley. And we're struggling along. We have problems. We, we, all, we all do. Hurts, disappointments. All, all of us, we struggle. And then we come to verse 5. So we're in the valley, and he's, he's with us. He's comforting us. But we're in the valley, and we come to verse 5. And David says this. You, again, he's talking to the Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over, my cup overflows. Well, Lord, you prepare. The word prepare here, it, it means to set in perfect order. It means to, to take something and to put it in its proper place. And so the Lord is preparing, he prepares a table for us, and it is set just for us. A table set just for me, for what I need, you see. And so you have a table that the Lord is preparing for you, for what you need as we're going through this valley, right? He's preparing this table. You prepare a table before me. And, and this table is a, it's a table of fellowship with the Lord. It's a table of the presence of the Lord. He is at this table. And to be at this table, for us to be at this table, it's also to be in His presence. You prepare a table before me. A difficult thing about this verse, though. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We've been going through this valley. We've got all these difficult things going on in our lives. These enemies are all around us. And the Lord prepares a table for us where we can meet with him and fellowship with him. And our enemies are still there. They're still there. Well, this table that the Lord sets up for us here we are in this valley. We are in the middle of our problems. We're in the middle of heartache. We're in the middle of struggling through. Things have not gone well in our lives, and we're trying to figure out what in the world we're going to do and what we do from here, what happens from here, and we're hurting, and we're struggling. And right in the middle of our struggle, right in the middle of our valley, right in the middle of our hard times, right in the middle of our heartache, there's a table. Right in the middle of it. Our problems are still there. But there's a table. And so we have conflict with others. Maybe in the home, conflict with somebody in your home. And boy, you're just you're trying to work that out. And maybe conflict with somebody at work. Every, every workplace has somebody. You know, as somebody, that's, that's just difficult. And so there's conflict there. And, or maybe a friend has turned their back on you and left you, you know, and, and they're 
all of a sudden your friend is not your friend anymore. It's hard. I mean, that is hard. So in the middle of trying to deal with this thing, there's a table. There's a table. Might be fighting an addiction. You know, and so we're just trying every day with the addiction. We're just trying every day to get through. We want to be better. We want to do better. But every day's a struggle. I mean, it's just hard. I mean, we, you know, we're asking for God's help, but we just, we're just trying to get through. We're fighting against that addiction. And as we fight, there's a table. A table. Depression comes. I fight this. Depression comes. And depression tries to draw us into a dark hole that we can't get out of. And so we're fighting depression. We know that it's coming. We feel the darkness. We, we feel like it's coming, and so we're struggling against it. We're trying to hold our heads up. We're trying to, you know, to be positive. We're in the Word. We're, I mean, we're trying to do those things. In the middle of us struggling against our depression, there's a table prepared for us. Our anxiety, we may be going through a day where we're just trying to keep from having a full-blown panic attack. You know, and right there with us trying to get ourselves together and get our mind together and calm down and we're taking deep breaths, right there is a table prepared for us, set up right in front of us, right in the middle of our enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Maybe something's happened to one of our loved ones. And it just breaks our heart. You know, there's something's happened to one of our loved ones. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe they're heartbroken. And we want to help these people. We want to help the ones we love. And we can't do it. And we're frustrated. I mean, they're hurting and we can't do anything about it. Right in the middle of us wanting to do, wanting to help, but we can't. Right in the middle of that, there's a table. Maybe the unthinkable happens. Maybe someone you love walks away. Maybe our children break our heart. In the middle of us struggling through that and wondering how we're going to come out to on the other side of that, not really knowing what's going to happen, what in the world is going to happen, we don't know. There's a table. You see it? Maybe we have failed. Maybe we've had a moral failure, and so we're, we're dealing with the guilt and and people around us are, are just looking at us, and we, we just wish we could go back, but we can't. And we, we just have not been what we know that we, and we have this. And there's a table prepared, set up right in front of us. Maybe our dreams have been crushed. And the thing that we always knew that we would have, the thing that we hoped that we would have maybe at this stage in our life or this stage in our life, and we had these plans, you know, and all of a sudden, because of something that's happened in our lives, those dreams are gone. And we're faced with redreaming or finding another dream or finding hope in something else. And right in the middle of us struggling through that hopelessness, there's a table. Do you see it? It's in the middle of our enemies. It's in the presence of our problems right there. And so here's this table prepared for us. And the Lord, it's the Lord's table. The Lord is present at this table. And he brings this table and he sets it right in front of us. And the Lord is present at this table. 
and he invites us to come. We've got all the problems that are still there. We see them all. I mean, they're still there. He's not taking care of anything. We, we're just, he invites us to sit and to be with him in his very presence. He invites us to come in. It's the Lord's table. He invites us to come into his presence. David said, you have prepared a table before me, and it's in your presence, Lord. And it's in the presence of my enemies. My enemies are still there. But, Lord, you, it's in your presence. Sometimes we feel like we can't go on. I mean, when we're doing battle and we're, we're you know, battling our enemies and these struggles that we're having, this fear that we've got and, and all these, you know, these hard things, when we're... We, we just battle and we fight and we try to get through it and we try to be faithful to the Lord and, you know, we, and it's, it's tiring. We wear ourselves out, right? We can't go on and on and on like that in the valley. We need to come to the table. If you're uh, keeping notes, number one. God doesn't have to remove our problems to give us rest. He just allows us into his presence. He just allows us to come into his presence. When we sit at the Lord's table, we can still see our enemies. We can still see them. Do you you remember, it's it's in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. The Apostle Paul, he had that thorn in the flesh. Remember, he had that problem. Paul had a thing that made his life really difficult, and God could have removed it. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8, Paul says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. I have pleaded with the Lord, and I don't think this is three times he prayed about it, This seems to me that three seasons of prayer, Paul prayed about this thing, and he said, Lord, take away this problem. Take away this enemy. Take away this thing that is hindering me. Take away this thing that is making my life hard. Lord, please, I beg of you, I plead with you, take this away that it should leave me. I pleaded with the Lord, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, he says, Paul says, I will boast more gladly in in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then Paul said, this is not about me. My problems, it's not about me. It's about Jesus and glorifying him. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses. Ooh, that's hard to say. I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions. He's in the valley. And calamities. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. The Lord told Paul, he, he, he said, you, you don't need for me to heal you. You just need more of my grace. You need more of my presence. And I'm giving it to you. And Paul said, okay, I'll be content with those problems. I'll be content sitting at the table with you with all of those problems still visible, with all those problems still right there. 
Paul, you don't need less pain. You need more presence. And that's, that's the story of my life. I want the pain to go away. I want the troubles to go away. I want my enemies to go away. I want those things that make my life difficult to go away. I want them to go away. I want them out of my life. I don't want to deal with any of those things. I want to sit at the table with the Lord. I want to sit there in the presence of the Lord, and I want him to kill my enemies. Is it too much? Right? So that our lives are smooth, so that they're easier. I mean, we're in the presence of the Lord. He says, no, you don't need less pain. You need more power. You need more presence. You need more of me. Well, at this table, you know, we know, we know that God doesn't remove our pain. He doesn't have to remove our problems to give us rest, to give us a break. He doesn't have to re- remove our problems to, to, to do that for us. He just invites us to the table. There's a table prepared just for us. Well, at this table, we gain perspective. Because we can still see our enemies, we we are able to gain perspective. We are able to figure out, because we're sitting here with the Lord at the table, but we can still see our enemies. As we're sitting here with the Lord, we're able to figure out that God is greater than our problem. That God is bigger than anything that we've got going on in our lives. That the defining thing in our lives is not our heartache and not our loss. The most powerful influence in our lives is the presence of God. The fact that God is with us. The fact that His Holy Spirit is within us. That's the most powerful thing in our lives, the most powerful influence. Our, our problems that just scare us and frighten us and that we dread, our problems that scare us don't scare God. David one of his, wanted all of his enemies to go away, sitting there at the table prepared for him. David wanted all of those enemies to go away, but no. David learned as he sat there with the Lord, with all of his enemies all around, David learned that that God is greater than my problems. God's greater than that. Also, at the table, we can see our blessings. When, When we are going through, when we're going through a really difficult time and we're struggling to get through, just struggling to get through, and we're in a valley and it's dark, and we and we don't we don't know what to, we just don't know what to do, and we just want to be we just want to be on the other side of it, you know. We get so focused on our problems, we get so focused on our enemies, that we can't see any blessings. We can't see that there's anything good in our lives. We think that everything in our lives now is bad. Everything's bad because we're just focusing on our enemies out there. We're focusing on those things. But when we sit at the Lord's table and we are in the presence of the Lord, we're able to be reminded, we're we're able to see our blessings again. We're able to be reminded that there's a lot of good things left, that we have a lot of good things. And those blessings of the Lord that we have in our, our lives, they're they're. They're more than the things that are wrong. And you say, well, Ira, you you don't know what I'm going through. 
And I don't know what you're going through. I, I don't. But I know that in spite of how dark thing dark things are in your life and how bad things are in your life, I know that God has still got all sorts of blessings for you all around you if you will open your eyes and see them and give him praise for it. Well, we're going through our dark times. We're going through a struggle, and we're just trying to get through. We're just trying to get through, and we, you know, we're not seeing our blessings. We, a lot of times, I don't want to see a table. When I'm struggling through something and I have a problem, I don't want to see the Lord's table in front of me. I want to see a miracle. That's what I want. I want a cure. That's what I want. I want him to restore the relationship. That's what I want him to do. I don't want a table of fellowship with him necessarily. You know, I want him to fix the problem. I want a miracle. And God performs those miracles. He does. He changes things. And we are witness to that. If you've been walking with the Lord long, he still performs miracles. And he still performs supernatural healings. And he still intervenes in relationships. And he still changes things drastically in our lives with, through his power. He still does that. But I think the greatest miracle that we will ever see in our lives is being able to come to the table of the Lord and sit with Him in His presence. That's the greatest miracle of all. Because for, for, for David to be able to say, you prepare a, pre a table before me in the presence of my enemies, for him to be able to say that, for us to be able to say that, God loved us so much. This is so that the table can exist. This is so that we can go to the table and be in his presence. God loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, to take the penalty of our sin for us, to take the punishment of our sin for us so that we can, can be forgiven of our sins, so that we can go into the presence of a holy God. That is the greatest miracle that we will ever see. Yeah, the, the greatest miracle we will ever see. And we need to remember those blessings. We need to remember that. We've got to remember that the greatest miracle of all is this table that he invites us to. You know, that's the miracle. Those problems, okay, we've got them. But we can come and sit in the presence of holy God. Jesus made that possible. His blood that he shed made that possible. God doesn't have to remove our problems to give us rest. Remember that. God does not have to remove our problems to give us rest. He just invites us into his presence, and we can have rest. A, a, a second thing. God restores us with a fresh anointing for each day's journey. David goes on to say in verse 5, You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. 
when we go through the valley and we suffer, there's loss. You can't go through a battle in the valley without suffering loss. We lose things. It hurts. There are scars. There are wounds. We leave the battles bloody. There's no other way to get out of them, to get through them. We leave them bloody. Wounded, worn out, exhausted, and we need to be restored. And David said, you anoint my head with, with oil. This, this oil is a healing ointment. It's the blessed touch of, of God. It's, it's the healing ointment. It's, it represents abundance. It represents joy. <clears throat> and David said, you touch my head with it. The shepherds when the sheep was wounded, they would bring that sheep and they, they would put the oil on that wound to, to keep the flies off of it and to bring healing to that wound. And they put it on the heads of their sheep to keep the flies off because of, of what the flies can do on a, on a sheep's face, which is a common, common problem. And, and the shepherd would anoint the head of the, the sheep with oil. God restores us every day with a fresh anointing for the, for the journey. It was back in the fall now. It doesn't seem like it could be that long, but I, I got a cold. I mean, a really bad cold, negative for COVID, okay? But just a bad cold. I mean, just a bad cold, and I struggled with it. And I, I was like a week and a half into it. To this cold, and I just had a you know just an old-fashioned you know cold that comes through just an old-fashioned cold. I got up one night to uh, go to the bathroom, and I got in the bathroom, and I passed out. And I, I had the door partially closed, uh, the ma uh, master bathroom. And when I fell down, my head hit the door and pinned the door shut. Well, the, my, when my head hit the door, Toby woke up. And she comes, but she can't get in the bathroom because my head's against the door. And so I wake up with her banging my head with the door trying to get in. Whack, whack, whack. I wake up and I'm like, for a moment, I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? What's? And so I, I'm able to, I managed to get out of the way. And, and I said, I got to sit up. I'm sick. I, I just don't. I, I, I got to sit up. I got to get up. And, and so she set me up, and I, I passed out again. And so the next time I came around, she was slapping my face. <laughs> whack, 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 whack. Talking to 911. I mean, talking to, you know, the emergency people, and she's slapping my face. And I, I come, I, you know, this is what I, I wake up to. And so, you know, she kind of leans me over against the wall, and just in a few minutes, the, the ambulance comes, and, and they come in, and, and the, we got this tiny master bath. I mean, it's, it is a small master bath. And so all, all these big guys, these big paramedic guys, come, come in my, our little bathroom, you know, 
and I'm there leaning against the wall, and they come in, and, and uh, you know, they're, and one of them, he's got a clipboard, you know, and, and he says, what is his pulse? And the guy that was taking my pulse, he said, I can't find a pulse. <laughs> I was listening to this, so I'm pretty sure I had one. <laughs> but Toby was really alarmed. I mean, she, you know. But, I, you know, I, I And so then they said, what, what is his blood pressure? And he said, well, his blood pressure is 60 over 30. And they were like, well, no wonder you couldn't find a pulse. You're, you're not a failure as a paramedic. You just, you know, he did, doesn't have enough, of strong enough one. You can even feel it, you know. And so they said, we, we got to get you. We can't get the stretcher. Can, we, can you walk out in the hallway and get on the stretcher? I said, yep. I said, okay, on the count of three, we're gonna just going to help you up and walk out there. And when I got to three, uh, I started to stand up, but nothing, nothing worked. Nothing moved. I mean, I, you know, my, my brain said, you know, flex your legs. Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And so they picked me up, and I passed out. And they carried me out, and they put me on the stretch. So I'm at the hospital, and I go in, and the first thing that somebody says is, because they freak out because of heart trouble, you know. They always freak out in the emergency room if you have heart problems. And that's a good thing, but a little... But it's a good thing. And so one, somebody said, I just think he's dehydrated. And I said, I'm not dehydrated. I don't know what my problem is, but I'm not dehydrated. I drink, I carry a water jug around with me all the time. And especially while I've been sick, I've just been drinking water like crazy. I'm, you don't know how much water I drink in a day. I'm not dehydrated. They put an IV in both arms. Both arms. And they give me 2,000 milliliters of fluid. And I stood up and walked out of there. I was dehydrated. <laughs> I had worn myself out. I couldn't go any further. I didn't have enough fluids in my body to get blood to my brain. Even a preacher needs blood in his brain. <laughs> I couldn't go any further. I'd reached the end. This was not one of those things that Toby could have taken care of there at home. I'm glad that Toby didn't say, because there's no danger of her saying this, but I'm glad she didn't say, well, you know, I think I, think I can just take care of this here, and I'll, I'll get, you know, get you a drink, and, and we'll you know, get you a good diet mount, cold diet Mountain Dew, and you, you know, you'll pull right out of there. I'm glad she didn't say that. I needed help. I couldn't get out of that myself. I could not pull out of that myself. I couldn't recover by myself. I needed help. We all do. We go running and we go fighting and we're in the valley and we're, we're just moving, you know, and we're trying to survive and we move and we move and we wear ourselves out and we can't go any further and we need help. And we can't recover by ourselves. And there's a table. Do you see it? We wear ourselves out, and there's a table. And we come to this table, and as we're approaching this table of the presence of the Lord, we're, we say, I can't go on. I can't do this. I have worn myself out. I, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't do it. 
and we approach the table. And the Lord invites us. And he says, come to the table. Come to my table. Sit with me. He invites us. Come to the table. I say, I can't, I can't even make it to the table. God said, come to the table. I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I anoint you with oil. And so we approach the table and we surrender ourselves. We give ourselves up. And we're there at the table, we just worship. We just worship. A lot of times we, we go those, through those struggles in our lives and we get, so we can't even pray. We can't even pray. We're so heartbroken, we don't know what to say if we were to pray. We're not coming to the table and trying to figure out the right words to say. We're not coming to the table with demands of the Lord. We're not coming to this table in the presence of the Lord to, to give him a list of things that he, we want him to do for us. We are just coming to this table of the presence of the Lord, and we are sitting with him in his presence, and we are worshiping him, and we are thanking him for his greatness, and we are seeing his greatness, and we're meditating on who he is and on his love for us. And David says, you anoint my head with oil. We get to this table, and we don't have to say, Lord, I need your touch. David said he puts his hand on my head and anoints me with oil. We don't have to do anything there. We are in the presence of God. We don't have to do anything there. We don't have to find the right words. We don't, we're just in his presence, and we just see who he is and his greatness, and our problems are still there. But we're just with the Lord and we're just taking a break and he's just giving us a rest and he's giving us a pause and he is touching us with his presence and he is strengthening us and he fills us. David said, my cup overflows. The Lord reaches out and he touches me and when he touches me, I overflow. It's just more than I need. It is an abundance of what I need. We come to the table and we say, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he reaches and he touches us. If you remember, this is how we got saved. We came to the Lord and we said, I can't do this. I need help. I can't go on. I've got to have your help. I can't, I can't do this. And we surrender ourselves to him. We just give up. We just get, that's how we got saved. We just gave ourselves to the Lord. We just gave up and we said, I can't do this. And we gave ourselves, we surrendered ourselves to him. And he forgave us of all of our sins. All of them. If you have not been saved, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you have not come into the presence of God, the invitation is open for you to come. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. The invitation is open for you to come. 
God wants us to come into his presence. And how we get into the presence of God is we go through Jesus and through what he has done for us on the cross. And we ask him to, Lord, I just come, just come into me and forgive me and save me. Lord, just, just fill me. I need you. I've got to have you. I'm telling you that for me, often this life just overwhelms me. It just overwhelms me. And I way often, way often, reach a point that I'm at the table and I'm, I'm not even talking because there's nothing to say. God knows the enemies. He knows they're all around. And I see them. But I don't care about them. I just care about him. Let's stand together. Todd and the praise band, oh, they're, they're doing so good. Todd and the praise band, they're going to come and they're going to lead us in worship. They're gonna, and as they do that, I want to invite you to come. A couple of our men are going to come and going to stand right here. You guys just come on. Come on up. Just stand up here. If you are at that point and you, you have to say, I can't do this anymore. I am struggling. I, I, can't, I can't go on. I can't keep doing this. If you're there and you want to come and pray, one of these guys will pray with you. We've got ladies right here who would be, be glad to come and pray with you. You don't have to come to the altar, but the altar is open. Maybe that brokenness, that relationship, that pain, that illness, that problem, it's just too much, and you come, and you come, and you, Lord, I surrender. If you need to come and pray, come on up here and pray. I'm going to be sitting right on the front, and I'll pray with you. Be glad to pray with you. These guys will pray with you. Let's pray. Father, we surrender to you. Lord, we have reached the point we can't. We can't go on from here. We give up. Take us. Fill us. In Jesus' name, amen.
moments that I wait. 